0: MIDI Innovation Vault, Paradigm Perception Shift in Medical Device Development, the Innovation Roadmap. In a release of MIDI's Innovation Vault podcast series, listen to MIDI's principals, Christopher Montalbano, Greg Montalbano, and guest experts discuss and explore past, present, future challenges, and opportunities for the healthcare device technology innovation industry. paradigm perception shift in medical device development, the innovation roadmap, fourth part of series, following the innovation roadmap, stop three, commercialization and implementation, getting ready for market under FDA QSR and ISO 13485. Today, Chris Montalbano, co-owner of Midi Medical Product Development, joins us. He's also bringing along a special guest, Wolfgang Ubar, co-founder of Matrix Requirements, is going to join us here today. And uh, Chris, uh, for new listeners joining this podcast, uh, can you provide some quick background here about Mitty?
1: It would be my pleasure, Matt. Uh, MIDI is a medical device development firm located right outside of New York City. We've been in business over 45 years and assist clients in conceptualizing and commercializing their medical devices. We utilize a unique process called Development DNA, which infuses innovation and competitive differentiation into the device while conforming with the FDA QSR and ISO 1345.
0: Chris, before we dive into the details, can you ground us in what point we are here on the Innovation Roadmap?
1: Well, in the first podcast of this series, I provided an overview on the Innovation Roadmap as applied to medical device development. We opened up the map and explained there are three key stops along this journey. We've already reviewed the first two stops which did not need to be deployed under FDA QSR and ISO 1345 design controls and risk management. These first two stops allowed us to explore the market, identify opportunities, and then perform exploratory technology investigations and interactive MVP breadboarding in support of and refinement of these opportunities. So as MIDI develops, fabricates, and test iterative versions of an MVP our teams methodically document all observations innovations and improvements with each version these activities support a programmatic quality feedback loop as well as mitigate risk for stop number three on the innovation roadmap which is commercialization and implementation it is a method of creating what we call predictable success
0: So for stop three, you previously mentioned that now is the time the development team needs to constrain itself with the ISO 13485 guidelines and constraints. What are some of the first activities at this stop?
1: Well, at MIDI, we don't view the process as a constraint, Matt, but rather as a method of being systematic and well-documented, allowing us to standardize the process, thus freeing our teams to focus on implementing and commercializing the development innovations. Of course, to standardize the process requires a robust QMS to be in place, meaning quality management system, which consists of a quality manual that points to SOPs, also known as standard operating procedures. Now, these SOPs methodically define in detail the product realization activities to deploy. The activities are defined both with steps and flowcharts, and MIDI's QMS is its development DNA. Now Remember, we have Wolfgang here, our special guest, to be introduced shortly, uh, who's the co-founder of Matrix Requirements. MIDI uses their cloud-based tool called Matrix QMS to archive, rev control, date control, and with e-signatures or QMS documents. Using tools such as these is another way to mitigate your staff's documentation burden requirements, allowing them to focus on the creative part of engineering and design. Then next, we would work with our regulatory partners to determine the intended use of the device and what efficacy claims we intend to make about the device. Ultimately, the FDA's interests are that the device be, number one, effective for its intended use, which includes functional performance and ease of use, and number two, safe for all stakeholders, both caregivers and patients and and the like. So moving forward, working with a regulatory partner, we define class identification, meaning it could be a class one, class two, or class three device. With a class one device, these are typically uh, devices that have minimal potential for harm to the user and are often simpler in design. Class two devices are what most devices fall under, and class three devices usually sustain or support life or involve the potential of high injury risk. So once that class is defined, We then determine the regulatory path, whether it's 510K, de novo, or PMA, to go down. Now, if it's a 510K, there will be existing predicates available to reference with their product codes, which will reveal regulatory documents that you must comply with. If it's a de novo or PMA paths, some preemptive discussions with the FDA are advised, which will assist in firming up the regulatory path to follow.
0: Now, once you've mapped all this out, are you ready to start the engineering and the design?
1: Well, there's still a good amount of preemptive homework to generate before we get to that point, Matt. Next, you need to define your plans. This is a procedure of being methodical in reference to what the team is about to do before deploying activities and is part of following the ISO 1345 product realization methodology. So under MIDI's development DNA, a few high-level plan examples would be there's a design and development plan, which covers elements like timing, staffing, tools that are used. Then there's a risk management plan, which conforms with the ISO 14971 process, which assists you in identifying unacceptable risks, and then a mitigation process associated with those risks. Then there's also verification plans, which is for internal engineering testing. There's validation plans which describes the testing plan that you'll deploy with the end users out in the field. Now, when there's software involved in a device design, there are additional plans required as a result of conforming with IEC 62304. And some examples of those plans would be software development plan, configuration management plan, issue defect management plan, software verification validation plan. So because there are multiple plans before we get started, we use Matrix Requirements cloud-based tool called Matrix ALM, Application Lifecycle Management, to capture these plans in a unique method that's rev-controlled, date-controlled with e-signatures, something that is required as part of FDA QSR.
0: That's quite a methodical process, by the way, just... Uh- Before we even go any further on that. Now, the MIDI method should provide the public comfort and instill confidence in knowing that medical devices need to undergo such a process. Although at the same time, the process appears very regimented, which can tend to inhibit innovation. From your three previous podcasts on this subject, we learned that there was much freedom to innovate and ideate from both a market exploration perspective and a technology R&D perspective. At this point in the process, is innovation difficult to achieve?
1: That's, that's a great question. Uh, as a matter of fact, at this point in our development DNA, which is ISO 1345 compliant, we have the ability to tap back into the innovation stream and quote unquote pan for those gold nuggets, Matt. So let, let's remind ourselves of the definition of device innovation. It's the process of translating an invention into a device, meaning the act of commercialization which creates value for the user. So it must satisfy three basic things. One, satisfy a specific market need. Two, be effective from a functional and ease of use perspective. And three, be safe for the stakeholders. Now, while stop one, market exploration, would have thoroughly addressed the first aspect of satisfying a specific market need, the process of creating an effective and safe device is where this stage of development DNA process really shines. Again, with this process being grounded in ISO 1345, the development team now starts the method of capturing what we call requirements. So at MIDI, we break these requirements down into two primary categories. First, there's regulatory requirements, and second, there's user requirements. So first, let's talk about capturing the regulatory requirements, the predominant purpose being focused on creation of that safe device. So it involves the act of pouring through the regulatory documents, which were identified earlier in the podcast, and capturing those sections of the document which are applicable to the device under development. Now next, let's discuss the mining or capturing of the second primary category called user requirements. MIDI uses tools like VOC, meaning voice of the customer, workflow analysis, task mapping, also competitive comparative analysis, where the more refined aspects of device innovation begin to manifest themselves. So the user needs, of course, are overlaid with the programmatic process of human factors engineering under IEC 62366. Now it's important to note that these user requirements then direct us to decompose discovery and capture of additional requirements at a system level. So again, the user requirements are directing us towards system-level requirements. Now, these system-level requirements consist of two major things in MIDI. One, client requirements, and two, device requirements. So let's hit each of these system-level requirements. So it is with the discovery and capture of client requirements using tools like client goal mapping and quality function deployment whereby additional innovative device features are conceptualized beyond the core baseline features, yielding additional value to the device and the program. So for many years now, one trending feature in this area is MIDI implementing an IoT system to provide additional value to the users and additional revenue stream to the client. Then when we go and capture device requirements, Our development team needs to decompose the user requirements into specific feature definitions, which in using team brainstorming techniques often unlocks new intellectual property, providing barriers of protection, enhancing device value. Now, Matt, at this point, all of the requirements have been captured and need to be documented, rev controlled, date controlled with e-signatures, which again we do in our cloud tool, Matrix ALM.
0: Once you capture all those detailed requirements, do you start engineering and designing the device right then?
1: Well, to be as thorough as possible, our development DNA process follows, again, that ISO 1345 very closely. And in diving into the prescription of steps, before we start engineering and designing activities, we need to expand upon these captured requirements within Matrix ALM defining the design inputs, the verification, and the validation parameters. Those steps and subsequent follow-on steps will be elaborated on in the next and final podcast within this series.
0: Well, we'll all look forward to that one for sure. And thank you, Chris. Now, what I'd like to do is introduce our guest expert, Wolfgang Uber, co-founder of Matrix Requirements. He and his team created a very unique and effective cloud-based tool which supports companies doing what Chris described just before. Thanks for being with us today, Wolfgang. And uh, we would love to hear more about your cloud-based software tool.
2: Thanks for having me here today. We indeed developed Matrix ALM and QMS to support companies to more efficiently develop medical devices.
0: Now, can you tell us what the difference between these two products are?
2: Sure. Matrix ALM is our product that helps engineers to capture all design input and output for a medical device. For example, user requirements, system requirements, software requirements, tests, and risks. Matrix QMS, on the other hand, helps companies to implement the quality system, the procedures, as well as records, including, for example, CAPAs.
0: Now, who are your customers?
2: We, the founders of the company, had worked for decades in the field of medical devices. We felt strongly from the earliest days that we wanted to focus on this market because we knew it by heart. We know that business inside out and we really wanted to remain in this highly innovative market. So all our customers are medical device companies that actually range from two person startups to multinationals with thousands of employees. The one thing these companies have in common is that they want to develop the best products in the most efficient way.
0: What does efficiently mean and how do you achieve this?
2: It means faster and with fewer mistakes detected late in the design process. We achieve this by actually putting the documentation in the center of the design. We support something that has been well known in software for 20 plus years as agile development. But even if it's been best practice there, it has a hard time to make it into medical devices and hardware development. So as an example, you don't need to know all the user requirements and system requirements to start with the software requirements and software implementation. But if you want to change some top level requirements, you need to know the impact on lower level requirements and tests so that you can make an educated decision how expensive a change might be. Now with paper-based system, this impact analysis is extremely expensive or impossible. Our philosophy is that these design details are online in a database used and maintained by the complete team. Our software allows you to do these changes very fast without errors, keeping the documentation up to date and correct while the product is being developed. The same is actually true for a quality system. For example, if you find that a small process of your design control procedure could be improved, it can be done in minutes. If you use matrix, if you work with a paper-based system, it's likely to take months. Thank
0: so much for that information, Wolfgang, your matrix tool is quite comprehensive. So Chris, what's next?
1: I also want to thank you Wolfgang for your contributions to this podcast. Our teams at MIDI really value your matrix tool. It's a big time saver. So hang on, Matt, keep the map open. And in the next podcast, we will wrap up our journey of the innovation map in terms of MIDI's development DNA approach. Under this approach, MIDI's team of engineers and usability experts, tied to their industrial designers, have the ability to use, utilize development DNA's innovation roadmap to address the functional cost to manufacture safety, and business requirements of what I'm going to call the golden standard approach, which is paired with the follow-through to execute upon that approach in a rapid, agile product development fashion under MIDI's quality first umbrella. It's our commercialization engine.
0: The next and final podcast in this series will take us on a continuation of MIDI's third and last stop within this innovation roadmap journey, commercialization and implementation getting ready for market.